0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Justin Verlander to the Mets, Trey Turner to the Phillies. Let's break it down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into to FBT in 5. Today is Tuesday, December 6th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's start off with Justin Verlander, who signed a two-year deal worth $86 million with the New York Mets. And he returned with a bang this past season, Scott won the AL Cy Young award, 1.75 ERA, 0.83 whip, 18 wins. I don't know that much changes for him with the New York Mets, but I will say the early ADP, 51st off the board, that seems like a discount for Justin Verlander.
0: Yeah, that is something that shouldn't last. Now it might because the there there are a lot of uh really good pitchers. Pitchers who you could call an ace in fantasy rightfully, well more than 12 of them. Uh, Maybe as many as like 20 of them. So sorting them out is a difficult task and it becomes a matter of weighing risk factors. And for a lot of people, Verlander's 40 years of age is going to be a major risk factor. I don't see it that way because, particularly when we're talking about starting pitcher, I mean, this is a group that gets hurt. All the time, there are so many risk factors at this position that, to me, it's almost like okay, if a guy's managed to to prove his resilience over that many years, durable pitching deep, and he's 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 made it to forty and he's still doing that, that like that's battle tested. That is that is fewer concerns as far as I'm concerned. So I, I think Verlander's the number one pitcher, and you know that would have been the same if he returned to Houston or going to the Mets. I mean, the Mets hundred win team last year. Uh, actually scored more runs than the Astros. Don't know that we can expect that to become a trend, but they should provide Verlander with enough run support that you're not really going to miss him being on the Astros. Not saying he's going to have a 175 ERA or whatever it was again, but he's, he's going to be really good, and I think he's going to be the best pitcher in fantasy next year.
1: All right, let's slide on over to Trey Turner, who is signing... An 11-year, $300 million deal with the Phillies. Dave Dombrowski is back at it again. Trey Turner is reunited with his buddy Bryce Harper from back in their Nationals days. Again, Scott, I don't know that this changes much for Trey Turner. The only thing I'll say is that he batted second or third most of the time in his Dodgers career. If he is just plugged in as the leadoff hitter in Philadelphia... It would not surprise me if he gets back to running more, 35, potentially 40-plus steals once again for Trey Turner. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think that's plausible. I mean, it's hard to put an exact number on it because stolen bases I expect to increase significantly across the whole league because of rule changes. So what is the 30-steal season going to mean next year? But just relative to what we expected from Trey Turner, what we've come to expect from Trey Turner, here's 27 steals this past year was pretty low. Phillies had the fifth most stolen bases in baseball last year and I think there are going to be uh, I think they're going to prioritize Turner's base stealing ability more than the Dodgers did I I think you know you look at how like the Dodgers a distant first and run scored last year obviously very efficient run scoring juggernaut uh, and so you might be inclined to think stock down for Turner but you know, Philly's got a lot of big boppers who are going to be batting behind him. And as we've already discussed, the the stolen bases are very likely to, or at least the the frequency of the stolen bases. Again, hard to put an exact number on it, but the frequency of the stolen bases is very likely to increase for Turner in this new scenario.
1: There are some ripple effects from Trey Turner signing with the Phillies. For example, we know Gene Segura likely will not be back with the Phillies now. As a result, Bryson Stott slides from shortstop over to second base. And on the Dodgers side of things, they have a lot of holes right now. Gavin Lux is penciled in as their starting shortstop. Chris Taylor at second. They have openings in the outfield. I don't think that will remain all offseason. They're probably going to make yeah. some big moves. But you know, I think the biggest takeaway and something we've talked about before is hopefully this can help create a job for Miguel Vargas, one of the top prospects for the Dodgers. And as of now, it the chances look pretty good for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have only four fixtures in their lineup right now. Obviously, very good ones. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, Max Muncy, Will Smith. But yeah, and, and Miguel Vargas obviously wouldn't be taking Trey Turner's place at shortstop. But if the Dodgers need Gavin Lux to play shortstop, then they need Max Muncy to play second base. And maybe that does open the door for Vargas in thir- at third base. I don't think it has to play out that way. He could move to left field as well. Uh but, you know, obviously so much offseason to go, so much of the Dodgers are still left to do. It's hard to say for sure. But every, every, every high profile player the Dodgers don't get is, of course, another potential pathway for Miguel Vargas.
1: All right, well, if you haven't figured it out by now, we are the official podcast of Miguel Vargas. We're rooting for him. Hopefully, he can get on the field here in 2023. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Thursday morning. Bye-bye.